Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Hi, I'm A.J. Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. The father of the Effortless English system that trains you. You speak English fluently. You speak English powerfully. You speak English confidently. You speak English effortlessly when you join and commit to my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Go there. Join my VIP program. Commit. Of course, one month's not enough. But when you really commit, you will succeed. This is true in all things in life and true for your English. Commit to my VIP program, Commit Don't Quit, at EffortlessEnglishClub.com, EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Today, learning English with stories, learning English with stories. We're going to do another short story from Aesop, Aesop's Fables, right? Aesop, the Greek Storyteller, ancient Greek storyteller, translated into English. Okay, so we're live, but I'm going to jump in. I need to be a little faster today, guys, because um, it's been a long day with babies today. I'm very tired. My wife is tired, and uh, my wife wants to go to bed early, and I, I'm happy to help her go to bed early, because then later... I can go to bed earlier. <laughs> so I'm going to go through this a little quickly and do a little bit shorter show today about, oh, about 40 minutes. We'll limit it to that. So let's just start right away. I'm going to read this and let's begin. Aesop's Fable. This one's called, Cut Off Your Tails to Save My Face. And we got another fox. A fox who had lost his tail in a trap was so ashamed of the disfigurement that he felt life was not worth living. He decided to persuade all the other foxes to maim themselves in the same way. Then he thought his own loss would not be so conspicuous. He collected them all and advised them to cut off their tails. A tail, he said, was merely a superfluous appendage, some good vocab here, ugly to look out, to look at, and heavy to carry. But one of the others answered, look here, you only give us this vice, this advice, because it suits your own purpose. And then the, the meaning, this tale uh, warns us, satirizes, you know, makes fun of, jokes about, People who offer advice to their neighbors, not out of goodness, but for their own interest, for self-interest. All right, let's go back and let's, uh, we'll go through again slowly this time. I'll explain uh, some of the more difficult vocabulary and the general meaning. So here we go again. So there's a fox. He lost his tail in a trap. So remember, a trap is something that catches an animal or catches someone. And he lost his tail, so he got away, but it like cut off his tail. So now this fox has no tail. And he's so ashamed of the disfigurement. 
He feels life is not, he felt, so this is in the past tense, he felt life was not worth living. So ashamed, you know, the ashamed is the emotion, right? Or shame. Shame and ashamed, you know, you can hear it's the same root. So this is kind of like embarrassment, you feel so embarrassed. In this case, he feels super embarrassed. He's so embarrassed, he feels like his, he's super depressed. He feels like life is not worth living. He doesn't want to live because he has no tail. And this is like a terrible thing for him, the fox. And he's ashamed of the, here's a vocab word, disfigurement. Disfigurement. So the core, the root there is figure. Figure. Figure means shape. It means really, it kind of means shape. Like sometimes uh, women will say, I want to have a nice figure. It means they want to have a nice shape, right? Nice and thin. So dis, again, is making it negative or opposite. So disfigurement means, uh, or bad. So here it kind of means bad figurement. And mint means like an action. So what does all that mean? It means something that makes his figure bad or ugly or something like that. So what does this mean? Disfigurement means it's something that happens to you physically that's like people can see. Like if you got a big cut, a big cut on your face, a scar, a big cut across your face, you might say that's a kind of a smaller disfigurement, right? Because it, it hurts your appearance. So it's something that makes your appearance look worse. Or if you cut off your finger, that's a, another disfigurement, right? It's, so it's usually some kind of physical injury, it does something to make your appearance look bad or look worse. So he's ashamed. For him, he lost his tail. The tail got cut off. He's ashamed of this disfigurement. So what does he decide to do? He decides to persuade all the other foxes to cut off their tails too. Because he thinks, well, I look bad without a tail. But if every other fox loses their tail also, then I won't be different. Then I'll be the same and I'll feel better. Isn't this interesting? So he decides to persuade the other foxes to maim themselves in the same way. To maim. M-A-I-M. To maim. To maim, it, it really, it's a verb and it it's basically means the same as disfigure. Disfigurement can also be a verb to disfigure, to maim. Again, to maim is to injure. To maim is to injure in a permanent way. So if you maim someone, it means you injure them permanently. So it doesn't get better. It doesn't heal completely. To maim. So he wants them to cut off their, t- their tails. That's maiming. And he thought if he did this, his own loss of his tail would not be so conspicuous. Another nice word, conspicuous. Conspicuous means stand out, noticeable, very noticeable, conspicuous. So, I don't know, maybe I'm conspicuous now. I shave my head now. I look a little like a monk now. I've got no hair. So if I walk around, I'm a little more conspicuous. I'm, I stand out more, right? I'm more noticeable because most people don't have shaved heads, so I look more different. And in Japan, I have blue eyes also, so I'm very 
conspicuous in Japan, right? I look very different than most people. I'm conspicuous. I stand out. I'm very noticeable. I'm conspicuous. Okay, so what does the fox do next? The fox has a meeting. He calls a meeting. And he advises them. He tells them, cut off your tails. And then he tries to tell them some, like, stupid reason to do this, right? To persuade them. He says that the tails are an ugly. They're ugly and they're heavy. <laughs> right? <laughs> and he said they are a superfluous appendage. Two more vocab words. Superfluous. There's a nice word. There's an IELTS word. There's a TOEFL word. Super, an, an SAT word, superfluous. Superfluous means extra and unneeded. Something that's extra that you don't really need. It's not necessary. Okay? It's, it's something that... It's, it's almost like it's too much. It's, it's unnecessary. It's superfluous. S-U-P-E-R, super. And then fluous, F-L-U-O-U-S. All together, superfluous. And an appendage is... Something that sticks out. Something that sticks out. So we usually say like our fingers are appendages, right? Because they, they grow out. They kind of stick out from our hand. It's an appendage. You could even say your arm is an appendage because it's a, it sticks out from your body, right? It kind of grows out from your body. It's an appendage. So he's saying that the tails, he's trying to tell them, the foxes, your tail is a superfluous appendage. Appendage because it grows out of their body, right? It kind of grows out. Along the back there, the tail. Superfluous, he's saying, you don't need it. It's not necessary. The, it's unnecessary. The superfluous tail. It's an unnecessary appendage. It's extra. It's unnecessary. You don't need it. It's heavy. Right? It's a kind of foolish arguments, but anyway. But then, of course, one of the other foxes is smart. And one of the foxes says, uh, look, you're only giving us this advice... Because it suits your own purpose, right? So they realize the other foxes are clever. And in these stories, they're always clever. And they realize, oh, no, no, you're telling us to do this just so you will feel better. You're just doing this because you don't have a tail. Now you don't want us to have tails also. You want us all to be like you. So you'll feel better. And then kind of the, per the point of the story, so it, it jokes about people who give you advice not to help you but to help themselves right that's the meaning the basic meaning of the story and quite obviously all right well let's talk about this meaning so you know this is again so many i just love these stories because they're so old you know thousands of years old these stories and it just shows you that human nature because, of course, all these stories are really about human nature, not about animals. Just using the animal characters make them kind of more funny. But uh, it's about human nature, and we see that these kinds of things, the things we see nowadays in the world that we feel are so terrible, you know, we see on social media all the time, for example, they're not new. I think social media makes them worse, possibly. Or the other thing is social media, we see them a lot more because, you know, 2,000 years ago, you had a smaller group of people to interact with and you knew them, right? You, your family, your friends, your community. So it was much smaller groups. You know, everything was smaller. Even the cities, you know, Athens and Sparta, they were the big cities at that time in Greece, 
But, you know, compared to cities now, they were very, very small. Even modern Athens now is a huge city compared to ancient Athens. So, these kinds of things were all these kinds of things we see in human nature of people trying to cheat and people who are jealous and criticizing. All these things have been around a long, long time. It's just that online people uh, can do it a lot, a lot, and they can hide online, right? They can pretend to be somebody else. They can use fake names. So the trolling or whatever you want to call it, um, it seems like it's much worse. And maybe it is worse in a way where we're making this behavior very easy for people. But the behavior is not new. It's maybe more now. It's more noticeable now because of social media and technology. But the basic human nature, these bad qualities of people, they're very old. Very, very old. So again, we, do we see this nowadays? Yes, you see it all the time. Just recently on Gab, yesterday on Gab in our Gab group, uh, a girl, a woman asked, was talking about how her family was criticizing her, telling her to quit studying English. Like kind of saying, why don't you speak English yet? What's wrong with you? You should just quit. Right? It's kind of like this story. I mean, are they trying to help her? Are they giving her advice to be helpful and kind to her? Of course not. Of course not. They're doing it for themselves. They're doing it, maybe they're a little jealous of her motivation and her hard work. Maybe it makes them feel a little lazy. Maybe they imagine her speaking English very well, and then they will feel less, right, compared to her, because maybe they'll be a little jealous or envious. So they're giving this advice to her, not to help her, but to help themselves, to help their own feelings of feeling, I don't know, feeling jealous or feeling envious or something like that. Just like this fox, right? He's not trying to help the other foxes. He's, just, he's lying about cutting the tails off. He's just trying to make himself feel good. And we see this all the time when people fail or when people have even bad luck. They will try to get everybody else to do the same failure because it makes them feel better. Of course, they're not honest about this. They always lie and pretend they're trying to help, but they're not really trying to help. Uh, you'll see this with uh, fatness, fat people. There's a, there's a whole media campaign, movement, you know, with a lot of fat people in the media, in TV, in news, where they call it body acceptance. And they're trying to, hey, it's okay to be fat. It's okay, everybody. You can be fat. Being fat's fine. Don't worry. It actually, being fat actually looks good. It's just as beautiful to be fat as to be thin and healthy. Oh, it's not unhealthy. It's just, it's just as good as being thin. It's exactly this story. It's the same thing. Why are they doing this? Do they really believe that? Of course not. We all know that's not true. No, they're doing it because they're fat. And instead of working hard to get thin and healthy, they want, they're going to be lazy and they want to make everybody else fat. They want everybody else to accept being fat. Then they feel better about themselves. So they're giving terrible advice to help others? No, of course not. Not to help others. They don't care about anybody else. They're doing it for themselves. And this is basic human nature. You will see it again and again and again. So a lot of Aesop's stories are just teaching us about these bad behaviors. They're kind of warnings, you know? A lot of his stories are warnings 
to not be too naive. I think they're warnings to good people because good people can it's it's we want to be virtuous, we want to be kind. We want to be good people. But there's possibly one common weakness of good people is they trust too much. They're too trusting. They're naive, we say, right? Too innocent, too trusting. They think everybody else is also good. They think everybody else is also honest. They think everybody else really cares and really wants to help, but they don't. Many people don't care. Many people are not honest. Many people lie. Many people will try to cheat you. Is it most people? No, I don't think so. But there are still a good number, okay? There are plenty of bad people. Not super evil, but like this fox is not super evil, but, you know, just kind of bad, not helpful. They'll try to cheat you. They try to lie to you. There are a lot of people like that. And so Aesop, in each of his stories, is warning us, just be careful. Be a good person, be a kind person, but be a little careful. Notice people's behavior. Don't trust people too much, especially people you don't know. Be kind and good, but don't be foolish. That's probably the main message of all his stories, or most of them. And here he give, he's giving us many specific examples of bad behaviors, of how people try to cheat us. So obviously this was common 2,000 years ago. He wrote, you know, 200 stories about these topics. So I think these, this behavior was very common 2,000 years ago, and it's still very common today. So if we sometimes we get a little depressed about Brave New World, the technology, but we can also kind of laugh because the basic human nature is really not different. The technology is making it more scary, of course, more scary, but the basic human nature has been around a long, 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 long time. All right, let's do it. Let's go to comments and questions now. Get your comments and questions about this. Yeah, cool. An- Angel or Angel uh, says, We read one Aesop fable every day. It's part of my son's curriculum. That's a cool idea. And we discuss the moral. The moral is the meaning. The message. We enjoy these stories as they have so much to read between the lines. Read between the lines means uh, find the deeper meaning. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, just, I'm just going to do the English pronunciation. Angel, I agree. Very nice. They're great stories. They've been around a long, long time. And uh, the human nature, it's human nature. They're still true today. Yeah, like Fernanda says, bad people act like this fox. Otherwise, good people help others in order that they don't face problems that they themselves faced in the past. Right. Good people have a good motivation, an honest motivation to really help. Now, it doesn't mean you're always right, but you are at least, you're in your heart, your intention, your desire is to truly help the other person. That's a good motivation for advice. The bad motivation is you don't really care about them. You only care about your own feelings.
Yeah, Gloria says people talk uh, other things that they're about other things they're afraid of. They don't want to accept it. Most of the time, it's about them. Please don't listen to them. Yeah, you have to. You have to learn. This is part of you know becoming you know more of an adult, becoming mature in life. Is that you know we have these challenges of being virtuous, and part you know if you look at these ancient virtues, you know the Roman virtues, the cardinal virtues, the they're all quite similar. As I have said many times, they're not, some are soft like kindness, generosity, you know, compassion. But not all of them are soft. Some of them are, we might call hard or strong, right? Strength, fortitude, judgment. This one's about judgment. Most of Aesop, judgment, it means you must judge people. You absolutely must judge people. You must see their true nature. It's not always easy because some people are good liars. But this is a skill you must learn in life to judge people and see, is this a good person or not? Are they being honest or are they lying to me? And you watch their actions. You know, if you know them, if you have some time, it's easier. With time, you watch their actions, not their words, and you will see who they really are. When you first meet someone, it's more difficult. That's why you must be more careful. You must be much more careful with new people that you don't know. Because it, you, don't ha- you can't watch their behavior yet. So you're only listening to their words. You can eventually learn to look at their body language, but still, you must be very careful with strangers, with people you don't know. And then with time... If they prove themselves with good actions, then you trust them more, more, more. Yeah, this is interesting. Tuan says, my old classmate had a six-pack, so nice abs, right? Nice and thin. I asked him for advice. He gave me advice, but it was false advice. I finally recognized he said the thing that went against his... Oh, he did the thing that went against his own words. Right. So he maybe was jealous. Maybe he liked being thin and getting attention. He didn't want you to do that also. He didn't want you to succeed. So he gave you... He lied to you. It happens. So what do you do? You watch people. Right? It's better to watch people or to find honest people. If you want to have six-pack abs, uh, snake diet, okay? He has six-pack abs. He's giving good advice. I've tried it myself. So, yeah, it works. So, follows the snake diet. <laughs> YouTube, snake diet. Yeah, like Al says, Aesop's fables are more useful and wise than many books in school, many school books. I agree. I agree. The textbooks are nonsense. They don't teach anything anymore. Discernment, angel, right? Discernment, judgment. Quite similar words, quite similar meaning. Yes, discernment is the ability to judge, the ability to see truth from false. From falsehood, I guess it would be. Oh, AJ, could you continue with the eight habit of highly effective people? That's right, he wrote another book. Maybe in the future. 
Yeah, Umar says we are learning how to handle evil people. Being good but not stupid. Yes, exactly. I think too many good people, meaning virtuous people, kind people, are too trusting and too weak. And uh, there are even some groups who teach that, you know, to be good means you must be also weak. And that's that's a, that's a lie. It's not true. And it's you don't have to be a victim just because you're a good person. Quite the opposite. We have to fight evil. We have to fight very strongly. And you know, and also not only evil, but even just this kind of uh, I don't know what you'd call it. Um, bad behavior, we'll say. Right. So the fox in this story is he evil? I don't know if he's evil. He's not killing anybody, or he's not not so evil. But he's you know it's still bad behavior. It's still quite negative behavior, and we have to fight against that too. Yeah, movies collection says a lot of people have this mindset. They think they're the only smart ones. Everyone else is foolish, like this fox. Think before you take someone's advice. That's a good idea. Think before you take the advice and watch their actions. And also, you know, just experiment. If you're going to try something, try it and see the results. And maybe if the results are not good, then stop and do something else. Yeah, that's a nice positive take on this. Creciendo Aprendiendo says, if there were not bad people, how would good people know they are behaving well, behaving in a good way? Unfortunately, we need bad people as examples of not doing what they do. Hello from Ecuador. Thank you. Yeah, this, this is kind of Alan Watts, almost, philosophy in a way, that... Uh, you know, bad, this is called dichotomous thinking, um, where you, you know, you need darkness so that you can understand light, and you need light so you can understand darkness, that they actually are not against each other, but they complement each other. I don't know if evil is complementing, but certainly evil does help us to see what is bad and to do the opposite. Yeah, like Ibrahim says, Ibrahim Ali says, the fox tried to make everyone just like him instead of accepting what happened to him and moving forward and trying to take advantage of it. Exactly right. This is a comment like psychology here that people who have a victim mindset, something bad happens, instead of accepting it, instead of trying to make the best of it, instead of trying to grow, they try to make everybody else unhappy too. They want everybody else to also be a victim. It's a common mindset nowadays. <laughs> and obviously, it was an old part of human nature that's been around a long time. Oh, N says, can you show us the cover of the book? So this is, there are many versions of this book. This is my version, Aesop's Fables. It's got the turtle on the front and the rabbit, probably the most famous story. But it's a translation. As I said, the original is Greek, so you can find many different translations. You might find one, you might find a translation that has a little easier vocabulary than this one. This one has slightly difficult vocabulary. 
Not too bad, though. Rehab Al Sorori says, These days you have to be careful. Use things like social media in the right way. Yep. What do you think about who moved the cheese? With love from Yemen. Uh, I think I read it a long time ago, but I'm familiar with his... Um, what's his name? What's that guy's name? Branch, Br- Branchard? Ken Branchard? Something like that. He's got a very good book about uh, um, management. The One Minute Manager. So that's the one I know from him, probably his most famous book. And then Who Moved the Cheese? Actually, I can't remember if he just published it or wrote it. Anyway, I don't, re- I don't remember that book. I don't remember what it's about. <laughs> but I like The One Minute Manager. It's a nice management book, actually. Very simple and actually quite good. Kind of basic management. If you're a manager, or that's a good one to start with. The One Minute Manager. Recon asks a, con- a funny question, but a good one. Should I give advice to stupid people who can't understand obvious things? <laughs> no. Mm, probably not. Why waste your time? What there's a what is the saying? I think there's like an idiom or saying. Uh, there's basically a kind of a saying in English. I can't remember exactly, but it's something like. Only a fool will argue with a drunk person. Right? So only a fool will... Someone's drunk. uh, Only someone who's stupid will try to argue with them. Right? Because they're drunk. They can't understand. They're just annoying. It's foolish to try to argue or have a discussion with someone who's drunk. Well, it's the same kind of idea here, right? If you're to give advice to someone who's really stupid and foolish, who's not going to listen it means you're also being foolish, right? Because they're not going to listen. You already know they're not going to understand. You are, Or sometimes, sometimes they're not stupid, but they're just so blue-pilled and they just so closed, they're not going to listen. And you know. So why waste your time? Why make yourself so frustrated? Find someone else. Or take care of yourself. Focus on yourself. Ah, Nasser says, and this is a good question, a very deep question. Is it better to fight evil people or just walk away and leave them alone? Well, it depends on the situation, I think. Uh, and, you know, people who are truly evil, if, you know, you know like if, if it affects you directly and your family, you have to fight them and fight them hard with everything you have. If it's something where you're more just hearing about it, like in the news, and you, you, know, you really have no way to fight it directly, well, then it's best to just you know, stay away. So that's kind of my approach to it. So if it's in your face, if, if, if you have a direct encounter with someone who's bad or cheating or evil, then you fight back. Now, fighting back might mean just being strong verbally, just saying, you know, go away, you're a liar, get out of here, you know, just being really strong and direct. Uh, Or, you know, if it's a physical thing, you might have to fight physically. Hopefully not, but you might. You have to be ready to, at least. So you can't fight it. You know, there's too many evil people in the world. You can't go around trying to fight, stop every bad thing in the in the whole world. You'll go crazy and you'll you'll fail. So you have to focus on the people and 
your, yourself and the people you care most about and in your own world, your own community. Yeah, well, like Tuan says, listen to who succeeded. This quote is true, but also wrong. In my situation, it was wrong because the guy was jealous. Yeah, it's more, I think the better thing to do, Tuan, is to watch people who succeed. Watch what they do. Now, if they're a good person, you can ask them and they'll tell you. You know, not, There are a lot of successful people who are happy to share their successful tips You know, because they're, they're confident. They're not afraid of you. But there are some that are less secure, like this guy you were dealing with, and that they will lie. They, they don't want you to f- succeed also. So you have to watch what they're doing most of all. Watch and see what they're doing. And then you can really know. And you can learn a lot by watching people. Being human said, we f- we feel proud. We are students of we're students of a British teacher who helps us learning language as well as motivating us in, in life. Um, I'm not sure if you're talking about me or someone else. If if someone else that's good, you have a nice teacher. That's really great. If you're talking about me, I'm not British. I'm American, actually. Lalit says, I am Indian. I love you because your lectures are quite understandable and I can see the written video also. Great. Thank you. Yeah, interesting. Vladislav with the thought. I I think, you know, he's imagining what would the world be if everyone was red-pilled? If everyone could be red-pilled, everyone would be normal. Would everyone have a great life, a great job, a great relationship? I don't know. I think, you know, probably not. (laughs) Um, Doesn't mean perfection, right? Red-pill just means you see the truth. You understand and see reality. But how you react to reality, how do you deal with reality, that's still the question. So you can be red-pilled and still make foolish choices. We see this in the Matrix, actually. One Cipher, one of the characters, betrays everybody. He's he's really bad and terrible. He's red pilled. You know, he knows the whole truth, but he hates the truth so much that he actually does terrible things. So, being red pilled and being a good person, it's not the same thing. You know, being good means being virtuous, right? So it's all those classic virtues of strength and goodness and honesty, and, and that's hard work. Being red pill just is kind of the first step. First, you wake up to the truth. You see reality. But then what do you do about it? Some people are red pilled and they're depressed and they become really depressed and sad and weak. They're red pilled. They know the truth, but the truth depresses them. Some people are red pilled and they get stronger and they change. Some people are red pilled and they use it to gain more power themselves and not they don't care about helping others. So, you know, the just red pill is not enough. We need virtue. We need those natural law virtues, uh, and that's a much harder thing. Being red pilled can be difficult, but virtue is much more difficult. Because, why is it difficult? Because all of us have this human nature. We all have some selfishness in us, right? We all have some weakness in us. So we all have these addictions to different desires possibly different pleasures i mean all of these things are in us small or large and 
to be virtuous and good, we have to fight against those things and build our discipline. And of course, we also have the good things in us too. So let's not, we don't want to be too negative because the goodness is also in us. The kindness, the strength, the honesty, those are also in us. But we have the possibility of both. We have this free will of choosing. We know this. In any moment, you can choose to lie or you can choose to tell the truth. You can choose to be kind or you can choose to be mean, right? You can choose to... Constantly, we can do this. Each of us has this choice. So, to be good is to constantly be building our discipline and in these good virtues and also building our discipline to control and weaken and destroy even, hopefully, these bad qualities. And meditation is part of this. Prayer is part of this. Discipline is part of this. Many ways to do it. Nutella Emma says, I have my friend always ask me about advice about English and I give her so much. But when I asked her to add me in her group to practice English, she didn't help me. Mm. This is called ingratitude. <laughs> There's gratitude means you're grateful. Right? Thank you. Thank you. Put the in in front. It makes it negative. Ingratitude means not grateful. Nutella, I understand very well because I've done this myself many times where I've helped, tried to help different people in different ways and I have helped them and then later when I needed something, just something small, do they, do, do they help me? No. It's, you know, there's probably a story in this book about that. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have a story about ingratitude eventually. It's, it's part of human nature. There you go. Wynn's got the, uh, thank you. Wynn Tom says, never argue with a drunk or a fool. Yes, that's the saying. Never argue with a drunk or a fool. Thank you. Yeah, like uh, Pohan says, I learned about the tortoise and the rabbit at my in my childhood. Right, Aesop's Fables is probably the most famous one. The race between the rabbit and the, the tortoise or the turtle. <clears throat> Aesthetic says, how do I deal with someone uh, that I know is a liar and just has a bad nature inside? Well, ideally you avoid them. You cut them out of your life completely. That's the best thing to do. If, if for some reason you cannot do that, like for example, you work with them at your job, then you have to be really strong with them, assertive. And anytime they do something bad, anytime they lie, you just say, you're lying, I don't believe you, stop lying to me. You know, you can start being really hard and direct with them. And, you know, or just go away, I don't want to talk to you, go away, I don't trust you. Just be hard and just get them out of your life in some way. Movies collection again. Sir, you're not only English teacher, you're spiritual and more red pill teacher. Thanks for everything you're doing. God bless you. Well, thank you. That's very kind. Thank you very much. Fatonyok 
says, I'm a businessman. I usually work with foreign people with English, but my English is not good. I'm very busy. What do I need to increase my English? Well, you could get my business English course, you know, promote it. Why not? Which is coming very soon in just a couple of weeks. Other than that, you know, you've got to do a lot of listening and reading. Join our listening and reading challenge. That's free. I would recommend that. So you got to follow me on Gab and you'll get the link. Gab.com at AJ Hogue up here. Our Gab group is growing big. In fact, let me promote the Gab group very quickly. So this is what the Gab group looks like when you go to Gab. You'll sign into Gab and you'll find my profile, A-J-H-O-G-E, A-J Hogue. And there's a, in my profile, there's a link to our group. And this is it. It's the Effortless English group. You can see at the top, there's like red and white. Red and white, it's a flag. It's an old American flag, like a very old one. And then you see in the group, we have almost 1,000 people in our group now, in our Gab group. And it's very active now. The, now that the group is back, there's a huge group. We've got people like this guy, Woodroad, created a Discord group so people can practice English together. We've got people creating Skype groups together and a lot of people sharing um, videos and audios and ebooks and all kinds of good stuff. So get on that Gab group, guys. Gab.com. At AJ Hogue. Follow me there and join the group as well. Nice summary here. Deepak says, oops, one sec. We are too lucky as we are in the Effortless English family. We have a good knowledge about propaganda. Now we need to turn our knowledge into wisdom need to be virtuous, and live a simple life. Well said. Good advice. There's good advice right there, guys. See, now here's the opposite side. It's nice to hear the opposite, the good side. The, the Magda says, in my life, I've met good people who've helped me. When I have a problem in my life, they have a good heart. They help for free. I appreciate this so much. Very nice. Very nice. See, there are good people out there too. Let's not forget. So he's warning us to be careful, but we also must appreciate. We also want to be grateful. And this is a, that's a nice attitude from Magda that when people do help you, let's remember it and let's be grateful to them and show them some gratitude. And if we get a chance, let's help them. Knowledge Lanka says, we need to move forward, open new doors, do new things, because we're curious. Curiosity keeps us, keeps leading us down new paths. Don't fear or have insecurity, don't let fear or insecurity stop you from trying new things. Yes, indeed. All right, we're going to go for five minutes and then I'm going to, I have to quit. 
Yeah, like Vladislav says, um, at the top of the page of your Gab group is the first U.S. flag, I guess. It's one of the earlier ones. It's not, it was never an official flag. It was, it was a flag for, of a group. They were called the Sons of Liberty. Sons of Liberty. So the, it was before, it was the early days of the revolution when uh, people were starting to talk about fighting the British and becoming independent. And so this red and white stripes of the flag, it was their group flag. And of course, it obviously it influenced the final American flag with the red and white stripes. So yeah, it, it's from one of the old, old American revolutionary groups. But it was never an official flag. It was an unofficial flag of some revolutionaries. Sons of Liberty. You can do a search about them. The Sons of Liberty. Liberty means freedom. Full Rage says, Sometimes if we say things in a strong way, the bad people say to others that we are the bad ones. How to deal with that? Well, you know, they, they're doing that anyway. You have to realize if they're bad, they're probably already saying bad things about you. And people will gossip. You can't worry about it, okay? Deal honestly with everybody. And eventually people will realize, okay? People who are a little intelligent will eventually over time they realize who the liars are and who's telling the truth. The more honest you are with people, the more truly virtuous you are, then other good people will respect you. Now, bad people won't like you. That's true. People who are not virtuous will not like you. They'll be jealous of you. They might, you know, gossip about you. Yes, this happens. This is human nature. It does happen. You have to just not worry about it. Ah, Namaz is in Georgia. Nice country. Another pronunciation question. Can you pronounce the word extraordinary? Extraordinary. That's the American pronunciation. Extraordinary. There's kind of straward. That middle part gets put together. Yeah, Aberdemane says, I know a lot of people, but my friends are very few. That's how I live my life. Yeah, so do I. I laugh with many, but don't trust many. Nice quote. I like that. Laugh with many, but don't trust many. Yeah, that's a great way to think about it. And I, that's it's same, my same approach. Um, I, I use the words acquaintances and friends. Acquaintances and friends. Or sometimes I might say true friends. So acquaintances, you know, people that you know, you're friendly with them. Right? So you, they're not bad. They're not evil. You, you don't hate them or anything. You have a good, generally good feeling. Maybe you hang out with them. You might do things with them. You have a good time. You laugh. But it's not so serious. It's not deep. It's kind of shallow. You don't trust them deeply. And maybe because you don't know them long enough. Or maybe because you know that they're not reliable. They're not grateful. That in difficult times they will disappear, as many will. 
Does this mean you hate them? No, you don't hate them, but you just, you know, it's a different level. You're kind of like, okay, I'm friendly with them. I'll laugh and have a good time, but they're not my true, serious, close friends or family. Right? That's another category that's much smaller. Those are the people you really trust. People you've known for a long time. You've been through difficult times together. They have helped you in difficult times. You have helped them in difficult times. There's that deep trust. True friends, close family, close, close friends, whatever you want to call them. That's a smaller group. And I'm exactly the same. That group for me is also very small. But I'm friendly with lots of people. I'm friendly with most people. All right, Billy Batista says, I'm watching Californication on a Netflix series. Hard to understand the language used. Is it because of idioms used in California? It's because of general idioms and slang, yes. I understand you 99%. That's why there's a lot of slang and idioms and stuff in that. Uh, so if it's too difficult, you might try just try something a little easier. All right, I'm going to finish with this one. Corina says, hi, I'm from Peru. My kids listen to English stories before bed. Nice. They're so powerful. They also listen to you every day. They have improved their listening comprehension a lot. Thank you. Karina, fantastic. I'm so happy to hear that. That I, It's nice when I hear that you know kids are also using my lessons or my stories. It's really great. And of course, as parents, you can help them do that. Because when I created these stories, when I created the lessons, the courses, I created them for adults. But you know, I do hear from a lot of parents who are using them with their own children, and that's nice. Very nice. Okay, guys, I'm going to go now. Time to go. So, let's do a quick review of the vocab. We have ashamed, which means, you know, embarrassment. We have disfigurement, right? Some kind of physical injury that makes you look bad. We have to maim. To maim means to injure someone or to injure permanently. We have conspicuous. Conspicuous means noticeable, very obvious, standing out. We have superfluous, which means extra, not needed. Appendage, something that grows out, that sticks out. And that's all. Good. There's your vocab. There's your story. Hope you enjoyed it. Lots of love to you. Our challenge begins in less than a week. Join my Gab group so you can join the challenge. Get the link. So follow me on Gab, gab.com, at A-J-H-O-G-E, at A-J Hogue. The Gab, suddenly, I you know, with the new Gab, and now we have just thousands of people joining my Gab every day. It's growing and growing. Our Gab group is now almost 1,000 people, growing so fast. That's the place to meet other Effortless English members and fans, and that's the place to meet me. See you on Gab. And of course, join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Commit and don't quit. You will succeed. You will speak English fluently, powerfully, and effortlessly at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Commit, don't quit.